to the Healing Grief Podcast with Catherine Churchill and regularly joined by a variety of different guests, all helping you travel through your journey of grief. Hi, everyone. It's Catherine Churchill, and I'm here today with special guest Lisa Price from BetterNotBitterMom.com to share with you all her story of how, after the death of her infant daughter, Ari, went through the journey of reconstructing her life through rediscovering herself to find her purpose. Lisa's heart was called to help the bereaved who feel stuck and overwhelmed to navigate their grief journey, to find hope and choosing better one step at a time. Lisa is a dance teacher of 30 years and runs an easy to follow online course to help those looking for support beyond talk therapy, to process grief through incorporating expressive movement along with daily dedicated self-care, physical fitness, nutrition, journaling, meditation and mindfulness. Lisa believes taking care of your body, mind, and soul is essential in finding growth in grief, finding hope, and ultimately choosing better. Welcome to the show, Lisa. Thank you so much, Catherine. It's a true honor and privilege to be here. You're welcome, and it's so great to have you here. And you have so much knowledge. You've been through quite a lot. You have a lot of knowledge on grief and I'm just glad to share your story with my listeners. So did you want to start from the beginning, um, maybe a little bit about your journey and Ari's journey? Sure. I would love to. I love talking about Ari and, you know, just kind of sharing her light um, because she has definitely changed our lives um, for the better. Um, So I have a a son too, who's seven years old. Um, I'm married to my husband, Brandon. Um, so both pregnancies, you know, like pretty much seemed very similar. Um, as far as no morning sickness, my body seemed to really enjoy and love being pregnant. Um, but the difference between the two was my, you know, son's pregnancy was filled with pure bliss and, you know, innocence and, you know, the anxious awaiting of this perfectly healthy little boy. Um, And my second pregnancy with my daughter, Ari, um, at 13 weeks gestation, we found out that she um, had a chromosomal disorder, trisomy 13. Um, So pretty much the, you know, innocence and blissfulness of pregnancy was pretty much stripped away and replaced with a lot of uncertainty and fear Um, and anxiety (laughs) like crazy. Um, So trisomy 13 is three chromosomes of the 13th chromosome. And typically everybody just has two. So um, it causes a lot of um, heart and brain defects, a lot of physical um, ailments, um, a lot of organ failure or lack of growth in a lot of organs. So it was very scary, but, you know, every appointment that we would go to for our checkups, um, you know, she seemed to be thriving inside of me. Um, but life was pretty much a daily hurricane of emotions. And, you know, it's this um, anticipatory grief, um, the looming possibility that our daughter would not survive pregnancy, um, labor or delivery. It left us with so many questions and so many unknowns. Um, you know, and we had more than the average amount of appointments, I would say, you know, and meetings with hospital team and staff. And we even went for a second opinion um, at our local children's hospital to see if like heart surgery or anything would be an option. And unfortunately we were told by that team, um, 
that even if she did survive labor and delivery, um, surgery wouldn't change the fact that she had trisomy 13. Um, and, you know, he said heart surgery would be really painful for her. And our wishes were always to keep her comfortable. So not knowing how much time we would have with her, if we had any, we wanted no pain and just all love for her. Um, you know, so it was really consuming and, and quite overwhelming. Um, and I want to share that I had um, one appointment, and this is why I came up with Better Not Bitter, um, was one of the ultrasound texts. She had a child that passed away from trisomy 18, so a similar chromosomal disorder. And she had said, this, what you're going through is either going to make you better or better and you get to choose. So that has always stuck with me um, from the moment she said those words. Um, and mm -hmm. I carry them with, with me and they just, they resonate yeah. with me so, so much on this journey. Um, and if it wasn't for her sharing her story, I'm not sure, you know, I would be here doing what I'm doing. Um, so we continued to carry and we named her Ari, uh, which means line of God. And, you know, she proved, she proved her name was pretty perfect for her because she was brave and courageous and she fought her way to meet us. Um, my water broke at 37 weeks and four days. Um, and she survived labor delivery and we even were able to take her home. Um, that was one of our goals for her as well. And she survived about a half hour once we made it home. So in total, she, she was alive for nine hours and 51 minutes after birth. Wow. Um, and just, you know, she constantly found the energy to just keep, keep with us so that she can meet her brother. She can meet her family. She could come to our family home. Um, and we are just so thankful that, you know, she taught us bravery and courage that we continue to carry now after her death. So mm -hmm. she's our, she's our little angel, our little lion, you know, yeah. and definitely, definitely a teacher. She's definitely teaching us many lessons. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, she touched the earth for such a short time and you learned yep. so much out of so it. much. Mm -hmm. Yeah. How does, how do families stay together after something like this? You know, partners, married it's, couples. It's difficult. <laughs> I'm not going to sugarcoat it, but it takes, it takes a lot of effort. But when you really look at it, grief is, is there because of your love. It all connects to your love for your child or for whoever has passed on. Um, and especially with your spouse or your partner, I don't fully think any other human being on the planet can grasp the depth of pain or the depth of suffer suffering that you have, except for that person who has, was there with you, you know? Um, and no matter how hard it is, if you have that understanding, I think it'll draw you together. You know, grief has okay. a, has a sneaky way of putting wedges in relationships. And when you're not, first of all, honest with yourself, if you're not sitting and being aware of what your needs are and tending to those needs and then verbally communicating that, no one can read our minds, right? So I feel obviously communication, communication, communication is key, not only with your significant other, but with your you know, if you have surviving children, um, their siblings, um, 
your, your friendships, your, you know, your parents, they just want to fix everything. And there is no fixing grief. There's just going through it. The only way through is through. So just being very honest first with what your internal boundaries are, what your needs are, what you need to feel supported, and then verbally communicating that. But also having that understanding that your spouse or your significant other grieves in a different way, you know, and kind of coming to terms with the fact that um, it's not going to look the same for both of you. And you need your time alone and you need your other outlets that that one person can't serve every single need that you you have. Um, I talk about this in in my online course and with my group coaching um, members. And it's really important that you have like your your team of supporters. Not everyone's a good listener. Not everyone is good at like doing things um, in a timely manner. And you want to find those people and kind of sprinkle different roles and responsibilities throughout so that you're not burdening or putting unex, um, like unrealistic expectations on one person, you know, so being able to um, have somebody else besides your significant other to talk to. So you're not um, relying on them to always hear you out. Um, I think it's important to, like I said, just kind of sprinkle different roles and responsibilities. Um, mm-hmm. But knowing that your, your partner is the one person who's probably going to grasp exactly what you're exactly. going yeah. through. It just oh, might yeah. look different as far as processing. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. That's, I think um, that that's really good yeah. advice. And what about also, I was just thinking for siblings, what advice do you have for parents with other children? Well, I definitely think, I definitely think honesty, you know, they always say, you know, don't say they're sleeping or, you know, they're lost or, um, you, you should use the word death. Um, because that gives it that, I know it's so brutal, but finality, you know, um, cause you don't want to scare them and think, okay, well, if I go to sleep, am I not going to exactly. wake up or am I not going to be back? You know? So just being very honest. Um, I and, always think that when, parents, yes. when I hear that parents say that. Yeah. Mm. We, I mean, we were honest with Chase, our son from the beginning saying, you know, she's sick. Her heart wasn't well. She might not come home. You'll always be a big brother to her. It just will look different. Whether she would have, you know, survived longer and been in a wheelchair, had a feeding tube or, you know, anything like that. We were trying to prepare him as best as as we could, but um, just instilling in him that he's still a big brother. He's still a big brother. Mm-hmm. Um, and I mean, it's, we all have waves of grief. And for me to have a hard time processing and wrapping my head around the, you know, reality of everything. I can only imagine what a child goes through, you know? So as their brain develops, they kind of re-remember things. Um, It's unfortunate that I had to explain to my son what cremation is, but again, we were honest with him and told him exactly what it was and what, you know, that little heart urn on our, on our fireplace is her ashes. And, you know, it's, it's sad that we have to, he grew up so fast, you know, (laughs) Mm -hmm. I feel like telling him all these things, but I think we're better for it because he's able to actually process it 
and not think that she's coming back or not think that, you know, she just fell asleep or, you know, um, he, he knows that this is a final thing. Um, but it's definitely brought us together, you know, closer as a family. We have our ups and downs, but communication is, is still very honest. Um, and getting down on his level, like I'm trying to think, how would I process this if I was, you know, four and a half at the time now he's seven. So if he's starting to like kind of re-remember things, we have to retell it or just allow him to ask questions and not get irritated by that or, you know, be triggered by that. He wants to know because he's curious and he wants to know because he wants to know, you know? Um, and so just being, being careful, but yet honest. Mm -hmm. Um, And I just think, you know, again, you're a family unit and family resiliency, a a bonded resiliency is, is possible. It's so possible. Um, Just keeping that communication open and allowing everyone to have their outlets. You know, if, if you're angry, you're allowed to be angry, but now let's do something to get that anger out instead of, you know, holding it in or, or letting it out in a, in a way that's not healthy. So let's go to the batting cages or let's run a race, you know, like something physical, especially boys (laughs) um, tend to lean towards more of that physical side of grieving. Um, So just honoring that, Mm -hmm. um, you know, and just looking out for signs um, and if they need to see a therapist or if they need to see a counselor, you know, just being just very aware. Mm -hmm. Um, If they seem to be struggling, just, having, you know, a clinical, um, counselor or therapist might, might be an option too. Yeah. And you talk about a lot of this in your course Mm -hmm. as well. Um, so did you want to tell my listeners about your amazing course? (laughs) Thank you. I would love to. Well, it's called the 413 movement method and It's four pillars for 13 weeks. Once you purchase the course though, you have it for life because you can download every single video. Um, I have guided like audio files as well of meditation and breath work and a 90 plus page workbook that you can download that PDF and print it off as many times as you want to go through things. But it's four pillars of focus and the first pillar is content. So basically just getting to know what is grief, how can we navigate it, um, what are the different types or styles of grief, what are different outlets that we can um, go to as a resource. Um, It just pulls pulls through like kind of 13 different content topics um, just to be able to navigate it better because I think when you understand something a little bit more thoroughly, obviously you can navigate it better, more mindfully and purposefully. Um, So we talk about, you know, your team of supporters, uh, talk about boundaries a lot and how boundaries are a healthy, loving way to protect your energy. Uh, We talk about energy vibrations, how like truly the only thing you have control of is your energy and your reaction or your response to a circumstance and how to kind of reach for that next better feeling or that next better energy. Um, so even going from like bitterness to anger is a step up, (laughs) um, from anger to then maybe frustration is another reach higher so that we're not constantly staying 
in those low vibes or the, the lowest point. We're always trying to kind of climb a little bit higher or reach a little bit higher. Um, I talk about relationships with your spouse, uh, relationships with other people and understanding that, you know, your grief is at the top of your ladder probably right now, especially if it's, you know, a pretty recent, um, and looking at, you know, your best friend, their ladder is probably not going to have your grief at the top of the rung. It might be on their ladder. Um, but it just might not be at the very top and to understand that that's okay. You know, your grief is your grief. And unfortunately, you are the one that's in, you know, you're the one in charge of it, but it's also a beautiful responsibility. Um, so we go through 13 different um, pieces of content um, for the first pillar. And then the second pillar um, is coaching. So I have a lot of videos on there for stretching, breath work, mindfulness exercises, journaling, just all sorts of different resources that I can coach you through to find the best fit. Um, there's like a hydration tracker to make sure that you're drinking enough water, um, a movement tracker to make sure that you're wow. getting at least 30 I minutes. I did of, not know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, 30 minutes of, you know, movement in every day. So it's just cause it is mind, body and soul, right? It's, mm -hmm. it all connects, especially, you know, um, the physical with the mental it's, I mean, obviously mental and emotional and spiritual, all of it goes together. Um, and the more that you can help yourself, the, the better, the more areas that you can kind of peel back one layer at a time, the better. Um, and then the third, um, the third pillar is community. So we have a private Facebook group for anyone who's in the online course so that they have 24 seven access to asking questions, um, it, troubleshooting anything or a win, you know, even, getting out of the, getting out of bed and taking a shower or maybe putting on some makeup for the day is a win. So we celebrate those small little steps because they eventually add up to you continuing to not just survive, but live and then thrive. Um, and then the fourth pillar is connection, continuing your bond with your child um, through, you know, linked linking objects or through writing them a letter or dedicating, you know, daily time every single morning to speaking with them or, you know, lighting a candle, just something that can to connect you to your child and ultimately honoring their life by honoring yours. Cause we can find forward movement and carry them with us the whole time. Mm -hmm. We don't move on, but we can move forward and it can be a beautiful life. We are responsible for that. And it's a beautiful role. A beautiful responsibility. I love that. Yeah, that's, that's true. You. That's what I find with um, all of my clients is that we don't um, we don't necessarily you don't necessarily get over grief. Oh no, um, it's I mean nobody exactly. <laughs> yeah, um, and I think a lot of people that sometimes I do feel that we can say the wrong thing um, in regards to, you know, telling somebody to move forward um, or, you know, we're not necessarily saying that, but they can take mm -hmm. that the wrong way um, because a lot of people do definitely get stuck in that mm -hmm. grief. So, yeah. yeah um, but I love how you've just incorporated everything into this course, mind, yeah. body, soul, spirit, um, community, yeah, just everything. 
is in this mm-hmm. course. And so I hope that my listeners reach out to you and um, join this course because I really be feel like strongly that it's it's helpful for people. Yeah. Yeah. And and a lot of people, it talk therapy is a beautiful thing, but a lot of times people feel like they don't have a tool then. It's mm-hmm. just kind of speaking about your emotions is different than physically right. feeling, feeling your feelings and getting good at feeling your feelings and your emotions. Talking mm-hmm. about it is one thing, but actually sitting in them, no matter how messy or uncomfortable it is going through is what's going to get you through exactly. and having tangible, okay, let's try this physical thing that you can do. You can, you know, take those, those thoughts that are stirring in your head and write them down on paper and see what is actually truth or what is kind of what your brain is just coming up with as kind of like an add on to the truth. And you can take those sentences and you can cross them out or you can, you know, light that piece of paper on fire in a fire pit, or you can throw it in the garbage and stick to the real truths. Mm -hmm. Um, There's just so many different things. So, yeah. And I was just going to say, you know, talking about things, I feel, I mean, definitely there's a place for talk therapy. Oh yeah. Um, But you know, I I do strongly feel that it can only take you so far. Um, Mm -hmm. I know that grief, because I have been reading up on it, grief gets stuck in our bodies. And one of the things you do do is you're a dance teacher and you incorporate all of that into the course as mm-hmm. well. So I definitely feel like it's important for people to move, oh, yes. um, you know, walking yeah. or dancing or whatever it is and just mm-hmm. move. I mean, you know, we all know when we are depressed or feeling down as soon as you start moving, um, mm-hmm you know, the energy starts moving and yeah. Yeah. I just, I love your course and I'm amazed at how, um, how in depth it is. I had no idea. So, (laughs) um, and do you, I guess, um, you know, I'm for people that are in different stages of grief and your course is for all, all stages of grief mm-hmm. yeah so. I have I have a mom who started the course about four weeks after she had a stillbirth um, and then I also had a bereaved mom who stuffed her grief for 25 years take wow. the same exact course both have found forward movement both have you know released a lot and actually the mom who has carried her grief for 25 years, lost 20 pounds. And she goes, I think it's because it was 20 pounds of grief. I was carrying around, not releasing any of it. And just kind mm-hmm. of, I mean, that's proof of like physical yeah, manifestations, that's really interesting. Of, you know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, you take it at your own pace. I mean, there is, I label it like weeks one through 13, but like I said, once you, once you're in the course, you have it for life and mm-hmm. You can go from, you know, topic that's at the top week number one and skip over those. If you need to really work on like understanding your energy and how that is what you truly have control over, then you go to the energy section first. And that's where my coaching comes in because I'm listening and, and understanding like where you're kind of at. And since I created the course, I can go, they don't need to work on this section. They should start at 
children. Um, you know, and just even mindset stuff of prior to your loss. You know, there's a lot of, of moms who were underconfident prior and now having a loss, it's like layered on top. It's like compounded, you know, previous um, mental roadblocks plus their grief on top of that now. And so just kind of pulling back the layers and working on one thing at a time instead of trying to do it all at once um, is, is where I think coaching is it's just, I hired my grief coach and that's where I had a huge transition because mm -hmm. I finally understood like, okay, I can't do it all at once. I'm not meant to fix this. This is something that I live with the rest of my life, but I don't want it to spiral me down into, you know, some sort of rabbit hole. I, I want to live my life in honor of my daughter, not for my daughter because I need to live it for me, but I want to live it in honor of her. So the only way I can see doing that is by honoring my life and, and, making my life beautiful, mm -hmm. even after loss. Yeah. Um, I think it's interesting how you were talking about uh, the lady that's in your course who lost, um, you said she lost 25 pounds. And yeah. <laughs> um, that's, I guess, you know, another thing with, um, we store, we do store things in our bodies. I truly believe mm -hmm. that we do. Um, so, yeah, that's another example of that and yeah um and what about signs for those spiritual people that listen to yeah. my show yeah so you know totally um, believe in them <laughs> yeah and i, I would did, say sorry sorry i was just gonna say you know i did want to say people receive signs in different ways too so i know that you receive signs in one way um somebody might receive them in another way. Some people see butterflies, um, you know, dragonflies. Some people get very specific signs. Yep. Yeah. So what about you What in regards to Ari? Well, Lion of God is her name or like means, you know, Ari means Lion of God. So we have a lot of lions around our house. But, you know, just when, on those days when you're just kind of going through the motions, then I'll all of a sudden see, you know, like a, lion book literally right in front of my face at the store wow. or mm. actually I was in San Diego for a woman's conference and three times the name Ari popped up on either the screen or there was a license plate right when I walked out and it said Ari on it you know wow. um, <laughs> just little moments like that you know um, I've had two dreams about her but one time I heard mama and I thought it was Chase my son so I woke up and he wasn't standing there. And I was like, but it just literally sounded like a, you know, audible mama. And so I went in his room and he was sound asleep. So <laughs> I'm like, okay, I'll take that as Ari was saying hi. Um, yeah, I totally, I totally believe in signs and just mm -hmm. keeping, keeping so open to them every once in a while, like a feather will float in front of me at the dance studio when I'm just kind of having one of those off days and, you know, I even, I think I have one. Yeah. On my Instagram, I was going to say, I, I know I have one in the palm of my hand on my Instagram <laughs> account. You, yeah, yeah. You seem to get quite a lot of signs and a lot of people tell me that they don't receive mm -hmm. signs. Um, mm -hmm. But, you know, as I said, signs come in different ways and I do think oh, yeah. it's important to look out for them as well. And mm -hmm. also to know that because um, a lot of people, that's the other side of it, is that they can get caught up in, you know, looking for signs and not focusing right. on 
healing right. that grief. So that's another side to this, you know, whole signs um, thing as well. Yep. So I think it's just, yeah, it's really important to incorporate everything. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. Just know that they're in your heart. You know, exactly. like a lot of people, I think for the longest time I slept with her blanket and then, you know, we would go out of town and I would take it with me. And then eventually I'm like, okay, I understand that this blanket is not her. Mm -hmm. She's in here. She's in my heart. That's where I carry her. Um, so just, just so that we don't get caught up in, in connecting that that's them, you know, so that you're not right. causing this unnecessary anxiety. If you forget something or if you accidentally leave a necklace of theirs or, you know, something just really understanding that they live, they live on in you, mm -hmm. right? And you carry them in your heart at all times. You will never forget them ever. So, you know, forgetting a blanket at home or forgetting a necklace on the nightstand does not, that doesn't mm -hmm. mean that you're forgetting them, you know? Yeah. Yeah. That's a good point. I know that that's a huge anxiety for people. And that's what I was saying, you know, not to yes. get so caught up um, right. in that. Yeah. And um, I was going to talk about also, obviously, for what's going on in the world at the mm -hmm. moment with the yeah. virus and how do people who have suffered a loss or especially parents going through grief um, and they have other children mm -hmm. and maybe they're afraid that that child may get the virus, how do they go about their daily life without anxiety well I think it's hard right it's we're trying to keep calm in the chaos and I think the work has to be done now right we don't want to mm -hmm. wait until it gets worse we want to get grounded now and we want to understand that the control that we do have is the energy that we put towards something so you know shame worry comparing judgment all the shoulds should we be doing this should we not this parent is doing this with their kid should we be doing that that's kind of a waste of energy right what we have right now is this present moment and you know in times of chaos you want to ground yourself you want to try to release that anxiety but anxiety by thinking of just present moment what can you do right now right take a deep breath our breath is so healing um, such a wonderful tool that is built into all of our bodies, right? So slowing down, taking time, even if you're, um, you know, wait, waiting in traffic or um, you're waiting in the grocery store line and you only have one roll of toilet paper, <laughs> you know, like taking those moments to slow down, take a nice couple deep breaths and focus on you. Let others do their thing. Let everything kind of happen as it's going to happen and just focus on being in the moment, speaking truths that you are safe in your body, um, that you are in control of your energy, um, and just kind of letting, breathing in love and breathing out anxiety, right? Like we want to bring in or invite in things that are serving us well. We want to release things that are not. So worrying is basically thinking in future tense. We don't, mm -hmm. we don't want to think in the future. We want to think in this present moment so that we can remain calm. There's so many grounding exercises too when you have anxiety, like, um, you know, using your five senses. They say the five, five, four, three, two, one. So you think of like 
five things that you can see in the moment right now. What are you seeing? List five things. And then four things you can hear, three things that you can smell, touch, taste <laughs> using your senses because it takes you, makes your brain focus basically on okay. what is in the present moment happening right now. Um, and just even like taking a deep breath in and then exhaling out or holding your breath at the top mm -hmm. and then exhaling out, just really centering and grounding by focusing on breath or focusing on like that five senses exercise. There's so many different things that can help you calm your nerves mm -hmm. and even doing yeah. that with kids. You know, if you do have surviving kids and even you're feeling anxious and maybe they're not just understand that you're going to attract and you're going to build their anxiety if you're mm -hmm. being anxious. So trying to keep it calm, trying to kind of settle in um, and, and control your energy mm -hmm. instead of worry, think, okay, I'm all right. Right. Yeah. Instead of comparing, think contentment, we're fine. We have what we need. Mm -hmm. um, and just kind of centering yourself. Yeah. I guess being in the present moment is so important. And I think I've been practicing that yeah. a lot yep. <laughs> this yep. last week. I mean, yeah, sure. everyone. <laughs> Yeah. It's a great I, morning, great morning routine to get in is, mm -hmm. you know, practice gratitude or, you know, do a, a release, you know, practice in the morning. What is something that you woke up feeling that's not going to carry you throughout your day with positivity, right? It's just going to wane right. on you and drain you. Let that go. So write it out or say it out loud, call it, you know, give it a name and let it go. Um, I think it's so important right in the morning because take, take action on that energy. Mm -hmm. Right. Right. And not reading the news when you first yeah. wake up. Yeah. Moderate in it, the morning. Right? For sure. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You definitely have to moderate, you know, what you take in, <laughs> you know, you want to be informed, but you don't want to be, mm -hmm. you know, all consumed with, with everything. No, absolutely. So do you have anything else that you would like to say to my listeners before we go? Um, I would, I would love to say, because this is something that I didn't, I didn't think in the beginning, like if somebody would have told me three years ago that this is what I would be doing, or this is where I would be at in my life after my daughter died, I'd probably not believe them. I'd maybe even punch them in the face, <laughs> <laughs> but finding the beauty in the pain, um, is possible. So finding the beauty in the pain after losing my daughter, I'm not saying the pain is not there. Um, and of course I would take my daughter back to not find all that I have found after losing her as far as opportunity and openness, um, connection with people, but we don't have a choice in the matter, right? We can't get our child back, but we do have a choice in finding the beauty and being open to deeper connections relentless love, right? Um, and just sharing our stories, sharing them with other people um, and just living, living because you still have this life. Instead mm -hmm. of giving up on yourself or giving up on life, there is beauty in the pain and the pain will always be there, but you can use that pain as fuel to help you live such a purposeful and passion-filled life. Mm -hmm. Use that pain. Don't let it go to waste. 
Mm-hmm. And people can find you at Grieve, Breathe, Believe on Instagram as yes, well. Yes, they can. Mm-hmm. Yes. I love and how I you... Also- I was just going to say, I love how you just communicate things. <laughs> oh, you're so sweet. <laughs> I was not always a good communicator. <laughs> I was a stuffer. So okay. this is another lesson that I learned from grief and from my daughter is communication. Mm-hmm. Just we're, we're meant to be connected. We're meant to, you know, feel a part of something. And when you actually verbally communicate, <laughs> then your needs get met and, mm-hmm. and you're not, you know, pretending to be somebody that you're not. So. And you share a lot on Instagram a lot. Yes. yes. <laughs> um, and I, you're sorry. What was that? I was just going to say, I also have a Facebook group, a private Facebook group for okay. bereaved parents. Um, it's specifically for bereaved parents, moms and dads. Um, and so that is better, not bitter. Uh, grief support for bereaved parents. So you can search that on Facebook. Um, There's about a little bit over 200 people in there now. Um, But every single day I post something encouraging, inspirational. I, you know, even have like fit Fridays and, or F it Fridays. If you need to vent (laughs) your choice, you can do the workout or you can vent. (laughs) So we try to, you know, keep it, um, keep it encouraging and inspirational because I do find there are, wonderful support groups out there, but sometimes not facilitators, you know, kind of, um, Mm -hmm. leading, leading the, the way to light and hope. Um, so I, I firmly believe that our Facebook group really does do a wonderful job of sharing, um, and encouraging Mm -hmm. as well. Yeah. And people can find you at bettermom.com as well. So everything is on that website as well. Yep. So you have the Facebook group linked mm-hmm. there too. Yeah. And your Instagram yes, and your course. Yep. yep. Everything's on there. <laughs> okay. Well, thank you so much for oh, joining. Catherine, this was amazing. Today. Thank you. You're welcome. So honored. So honored. You're welcome. And it was amazing to have you on here. You've just got so much knowledge and I just love how, what, you know, unfortunately I wish you didn't have to go through it to get to the right. stage, but no. um, yeah, I just love how you've taken, you know, everything that's happened to you and put it into a course and helped other people. And you just have a lot of knowledge. Um, yeah. You're just so confident when you speak as well. Oh, thank you. Thank you. You're welcome. Okay. Well, thanks again. And thanks everyone for joining us.